The Talk Shop. A very good evening and welcome to the talk shop with myself, Naledi Molel, right here on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. I'm in for Maschaba Mdolo this evening and I'll be with you until 9 o'clock. As always, unpacking some very interesting issues and always looking forward to hearing your views on all that we'll be getting up to. The time right now is 5 minutes after 7 o'clock. Just to give you a rundown of what we'll be getting up to in the next two hours. To start off with, I'm already joined in studio by Professor Gillian Adler, or Jill Adler who is the Chair of Mathematics Education for the School of Education at the University of Witzwaterstrand and also Professor Mamukheti Pakeng who is the Vice Principal of Research and Innovation at, at UNISA and we're going to be talking around issues of language in mathematics education. We'll be exploring how government educators and also ordinary citizens are facing the realities of math education in South Africa. Looking forward to your thoughts on that issue there. At 8 o'clock we're going to be speaking to Brenton van Frieda who is the Chief Director for Social Assistance at the National Department of Social Development. We'll be looking at the uh, specifically at the African Union's social policy framework uh, and focusing specifically on children and social protection systems and really just exploring how far we've come in Africa, how much still needs to be done. As usual at half past eight you can expect your African affirmations coming in from the Eskia Institute at 25 to 9, we're going to be speaking to Hanif Vali, who is the Deputy Director for the Foundation for Human Rights, uh, looking at an interesting program that has just come out of the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development, um, where they've launched a program against gender-based violence, including violence against the LGBTI community, that's the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender, and intersex community. So taking your thoughts throughout the next two hours, the number is over. 0891104207 that's 0891104207 and you can send your SMSs to 34701 that's 34701 I did mention earlier that I'm joined in studio by Professor Gillian Adler, Chair of Mathematics uh, Education for the School of Education at the University, University of Witzvaterstrand. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. It's a privilege to be here tonight. Right, and we're also joined in studio by uh, Professor Mamokhedi Paiking, who is the Vice Principal of Research and Innovation at UNISA. Professor, it's so good to have you. Hello, Naledi. Thank you for having us. I think, Mamakati, perhaps we'll start with you and just talk about, um, you know, going into this conversation. I had an extensive look at uh, the paper that you had written specifically around um, multilingualism in math education. Let's just talk about, firstly, the thinking behind having put that research together mm. and, and some of the things that stood out for you having gone through that process. Um, I don't know which paper you're talking about, but let me tell you about my research. I mean, the, w what prompted my research is the fact that when you look at performance of learners, we realize that learners who learn mathematics in the language that's not their home language were not performing at the level as those who are learning mathematics in their home or first language. Mm. Right? So, so now the question is why? Why is it that the learners who are learning in a language that's not their own not performing at the levels? Is the problem language? Mm -hmm. Okay, so, so, and then we said, but what's going on in the classroom? So the first time, the, 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 the first kind of research I did was to go into the classrooms to see how are teachers dealing with, the, with language in, in their classrooms? Right. And those are the classrooms where, the classrooms are multilingual in mm -hmm. the sense that children speak, uh, come from different home languages. The language of learning and teaching is English. 
but none of them have English as their home language and the teacher also doesn't have English as their home right. language. How does the teacher mediate mathematical knowledge in that context? Mm-hmm. What do they do? What happens in that classroom? Right. And we ask that question because in fact learning mathematics is very similar to learning a language. When you learn mathematics you also learn ways of speaking, reading, doing mathematics. And because mathematics comes also it's a way of communicating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got, there's 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 symbols, there's words that mean different things when they're used in mathematics and some of them mean different things in different contexts of mathematics. Yes. And so you learn those ways of talking. You don't just learn ways of manipulating numbers or, or something as people think, but you learn ways of communicating. Even simple words, English words like any, if they're used in a mathematical context, they can mean different things in a mathematical in a mathematical sentence. Mm. So so we wanted to say how do how do teachers teach mathematics in these contexts where children are still learning a langu- the language of learning and teaching right. and they are also learning mathematics which is a, a way a of communicating. Yes. Right. So so teachers have to deal with these two things. How are they doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. And and once we see what what are they doing we we, we, we couldn't we, we we couldn't just suggest something that they could do without understanding what is it that they, they are doing at the moment. Right. And we found that there were, there was a range. There were teachers who were switching between languages that were proactively encouraging their children to use their home languages when they un- when they are stuck when they can un- they can't say things in english and the teachers themselves would switch between languages and right. there were classrooms where teachers insisted english only i don't want to hear a word of zulu and so on and so on. and we we then analyzed what kinds of conversations are taking place in these classrooms where the teacher insists on english only and where the teacher gives them an opportunity to speak in their own languages and we realized that where where there's an opportunity to interact in in the home languages, the, the mathematical conversations are different. Right. Okay. They, they 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 tend to get conceptual, but of course there are also solidarity that the teacher there's solidarity between the teacher and the learners. But there's also conceptual in the sense that the teacher asks beyond. Uh, it's not just about how you solve the problem. Mm-hmm. It's why did you use this method and why is this why does this method work? What if we do this? Uh, what if we change it here? Does it work in all cases? Whereas when they are only limited to using English, then the the conversations were very procedural. Yes. Children were talking about numbers as things that they move from one place to another. So they focused on the procedure. This is what we do. This is the next step. This is the next step. And not why is it working right. and when does it not work. There isn't such a big understanding behind it. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. But they, but they can do the method. They can, I mean, you can. They do the procedure, but but whether they can do it in a different form, in mm-hmm. a different sum. If you change the sum a little bit, can they still do it? Right. And that's the challenge of procedural procedural understanding that the children were, were, were engaging in. There's the constant conversation that goes on about how we need to start bringing mother tongue back into into education and and you mentioned that mathematics it's been said over and over again, mathematics is a language of its own and now we're talking about bringing two different languages, maybe three or four different languages into a subject that in, in itself is difficult to understand for those that are still struggling with understanding uh, basic languages so let's just then talk about is it then a valid argument for us to even think about saying uh, perhaps we should start bringing mother tongues into into mathematics. Should we even be having that conversation from the outset, Joe? This is a conversation to to have also with linguists who would understand, I think, much more deeply from their research the relationship between language and thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the work that I've done, and some of that predates um, Hetty's work. 
thinking about um, the, the role of mother tongue and what I'm doing at the moment is that what is absolutely clear is that youth, youth you learn to think and you learn to learn by communicating and we communicate using language so you must have language to, communi- to communicate now learners bring languages to school so they need to be able to use those to think with the issue is how what is the strength of those languages Mm. what's the strength of the mother tongue what's the strength of English it's a problem to be learning in a language that you're not sufficiently fluent in because then you don't have sufficient tools with which to think through with it and I was in a very interesting meeting the other day with HISA that's the higher education um, higher education South Africa and some of the comments being made, by, it was about mathematics and about language and about higher education. And what some of the linguists were saying is that there are learners arriving at university where their own languaging is not strong enough in either language. Mm. So there's been a replacement of the mother tongue with English before the mother tongue was strong enough. Okay, so there's that whole thing about actually learning a language right. and, and being able to use a language to think in depth with. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs that. Yeah. I'm going to continue this conversation. I'll be taking your calls at 20 past 7, to give us a call. In 20 years of democracy, more than 7 million new households were connected to electricity, bringing light and power to South Africans. This is more than what was achieved in 104 years of apartheid and colonialism. The Presidential Infrastructure Coordinating Commission. Together, we are changing lives. Sick of always missing your favorite SAFM shows? Well, now you don't have to. We have a free podcast service that allows you to access them directly from your cell phone, PC or tablet, whenever and wherever you're ready to listen. Go to safm.co.za and click on podcast. This takes you to the SAFM page on iono.fm. Follow at iono.fm on Twitter or like it on Facebook for regular updates. You never have to miss your favorite shows. SAFM podcasts powered by iono.fm. The Talk Shop. Still on the talk shop, you're tuned to SAFM South Africa's news and information leader. We're still speaking to Professor Jill Adler, uh, Chair of Mathematics Education for the School of Education at Wits University, and also Professor Mamukleti Paik-Ing, Vice Principal of Research and Innovation at the University of South Africa, or UNISA. We'll be taking your calls on 0891-104-207. That's 0891-104-207. Before we get into the nitty-gritties of the conversation, perhaps what we should be doing is trying to understand and, uh, South African policy with regards to mother tongue in schools. Where do we stand right now? We had the Minister of Education last year uh, talking about how we do need to start introducing more mother tongues, more mother tongue languages in education. But where do we stand right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, the language in education policy gives schools the right to choose the language of learning and teaching. Um, and I don't think that has changed. But it's been open that the school can choose which, which language do they want to use for teaching and learning. And what mm-hmm. has happened before is that schools go for English. Mm-hmm. Understandably so, because access, fluency in English gives you access to certain social goods that everyone wants to have access to. Mm-hmm. So, so, so as a result, and, 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 and the general perception is that of, of parents is that they want their children to speak English as soon as possible at primary school or preschool. And there's a perception also that if you speak English you're smart in the township yeah. you know. so if a two year old says something, something in English in, in the township they're smart, we show them up when visitors are here to say a few things in English that, that, so, so as a result the, the 
the schools went for English. And what the minister was trying to do, I think, is, is trying to deal with that issue. What's the point of teaching a foundation-based learner mm-hmm. in English, which they don't yet understand, and you're teaching them a content subject which they don't understand? You're trying to teach them uh, numeracy, and they don't get it. You're teaching them in a language that they don't understand. Yeah. So, so, so she's trying to deal with that issue. But, but I think what, what this highlights, because that was also not met uh, with comfort in schools, because mm-hmm. teachers were saying, well, you, you know, you're taking us back. Parents are saying, well, you're taking us back. We want our children to learn English as soon as possible. Because they think the sooner you get English, the better you will be, you know. Be, and, and that just shows you the political nature of language. That's what I was that, about to get into. That yes. language is not just for teaching and it's not just something that we use for pedagogy, for teaching and learning, and that's it. It's a choice that we make, not only for learning, but for access to certain social goods. For status, it says something about you, whatever language you choose. Mm-hmm. And I always say, you know, in the context of scarcity, People want that which they've been denied access to. Right. So people haven't had... English is still, is still a scarce. Desired. It's still mm. desired. People mm. that don't have access to it, but people are not fluent in it, and so they want access to it. I think that that says quite a little, quite a lot about um, the way that South Africans view themselves and their own identity and their relationship with language. Mm. You go back, um, you know, pre-1994 when the, the entire South African education system was arguing against, um, you know, Afrikaans, for instance, as, as, as the language of instruction. And now we're having conversations around, oh, no, should we have uh, mother tongue instruction in schools? And families themselves, teachers themselves, learners themselves saying, oh, no, we're more comfortable with English, we don't want to use English, um, uh, we don't want to use our mother tongues mm. as the language of instruction. What has that left us with? Where are we sitting in terms of how our children are performing in schools? Those that are being taught in various different languages, how, what, what results are they bringing forward? This, so the, the, I mean, the interesting thing around this is that the research evidence doesn't take away from the politics. Mm. Okay, so there's oodles of research evidence that learning in a language with which you are fluent and comfortable is productive cognitively it gives you the cognitive resources mm-hmm. that you need, which is why in other African countries they've tried to strengthen the mother tongue in early years so one of mm. the problems about having this conversation is that we have it as if it, with the whole schooling system and it's not the same for primary, for secondary. You know, the, the issues true. are different. Right. So um, for early learning, there's, there's huge research and argument that says strengthening, uh, they, that learners must develop a language in detail and in full. And just being able to speak a language mm-hmm. is not necessarily sufficient. So there's a distinction that's made in the literature between basic communication mm-hmm. skills and more cognitively advanced. I don't know what there are. What's that? Cognitive. No. Academics. Yeah. Something. Academic. Language proficiency. Language proficiency. Cognitive academic Which language. is what you learn in school. You mm-hmm. learn more formal ways of doing mm-hmm. things. Everybody needs that. Everybody learns to talk. Right. Okay. But you do need to learn other aspects of mm. language. So they talk, the linguists distinguish between learning and acquisition. Everybody acquires a language, mm. but you've got to learn certain things about the language mm-hmm. as well. So English speakers learn English while they're learning and the English improves and so on. So being able to learn in the beginning 
and learn your language and strengthen those two things together is very important. I think the question we need to face is not so much which language, but what mm. language support we're giving mm. for right. the language the kids, the learners are learning in. Is there sufficient support for the development of English mm. if they're learning English? And that's a lot of work then if the learners are learning this language still afresh mm-hmm. in some ways. Are we putting the right kind of time for it? If it is that this is the privileged language, it's what is desired, it's what people are voting for, doesn't matter what the policy is, then could we also be thinking about is one of the reasons why we're performing so poorly because we're not supporting their learning in English? Right. Okay. Now, have we got the resources to do that? Oh. It's a question of resources. But so is the question of resources. Have we got the resources to develop all the other languages mm. in ways that they can carry the learning of all the subjects? These are big issues. Mm. Okay. But that's the issue. How is the language, the academic language, being developed right from the early grades mm. in which learners are learning, be it English, be it Zulu, be it Susutu, what's happening around there? And what's and happening with the teachers? And what's happening as well with the teachers where in rural areas you have teachers that they themselves are not fully proficient in English. They're also not comfortable and, and as comfortable as they should be in their own mother tongues. Uh, but we're going to continue speaking to you. Give, you. give us a call on 0891-104207. That number again is 0891-104207. And you can send your SMSs to 34701. Crispin is in Durban. Crispin, thanks for calling. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm Crispin Henson. I'm um, not a mathematician or linguist, but I've been trying to understand how some youngsters, you know, really seriously underperforming school, um, managed to achieve exceptional results in, in the matric. Um, and they were studying uh, maths and science in the one school. Uh, in another school, it was a bit different. But um, I. I was trying to understand what they did well, and they were emphatic that they were not getting good teaching at all in those subjects. Mm-hmm. But two of them uh, reached 100% in that in the trick and uh, distinctions in admath, and then crucially have done extremely well in university since then. And what they did um, was they worked as a, as a group, and so much of what they did was through language. Uh, when they were studying mathematics, they would study individually, then they would meet and, and talk, and they would have been using Isuzulu for the, for the most part in this context. Um, and in addition to that, what, what I realized was that the style of communication, so it wasn't actually just the use of language, but their style of communication was taken from what I constantly see around the young guys um, bantering with each other, arguing with each other, they used that style of communication for an academic purpose. And they emerged with, they said to me, we actually love the theory of mathematics. I mean, within the school context, they became so successful that the teachers actually got them to teach other classes. But uh, I was so, uh, so interested in their ability to use language. And when I asked them about language, they said, What's holding our colleagues back and why they're not with us is that they're always being undermined and humiliated through their failure to speak English. Mm. And it's wrong and it's unfair. Thank you. Thank you, Crispin. Very interesting. Mm. Uh, Lumka is in Centurion. Lumka, good evening to you. 
Good evening. For me, it's on the light note. I just want to say that my child is actually in crash and she's process speaking. And I have not been giving her pressure because normally you get parents that are putting pressure that you need to know your Venek language. For me, I've been really relaxed. As a result, I had told myself that I want her to speak English more than her Venek language. Mm -hmm. Because really, you go out there and you don't speak Kosa or Zulu when you're looking for a job. You, you talk to politicians, they speak English. And therefore, for me, for her to speak her Venek is really not a major issue. As a result, I told myself that the next language that I want her to learn is Chinese because Chinese are taking over South Africa. <laughs> so for me, and, and I have been fortunate that she actually knows how to speak Kosa, mm. how to speak English, and the next step now is for her is for her to speak English. I mean, sorry, um, Chinese. <laughs> so that's that's just all that I would I, w I would like to say this evening. Well, look, how comfortable is your your daughter? How comfortable is she in speaking Kosa? Has she is she comfortable already in Kosa, or is and is she still picking 100%. up her English? Mm -hmm. It's amazing how it's amazing how she knows the word in English, and she's she's able to translate it back into Kosa. Mm. And I suppose because when I am at home, I would speak Kosa with her, I would speak English, whichever language that comes first. And she has managed to pick it up very fast and as a result, I'm, I'm just happy with how things are going. Some of the words in Kosa that I've never even mentioned to her and I suppose maybe the helper because she'll be with the helper some of the times. She has learned from the helper but I'm, I'm just impressed with the way that she's found a balance between Kosa and the English and I'm, I'm just comfortable. All right, Lumka, thank you so much for sharing with us. And, uh, you know, the same, a similar kind of thoughts coming from Lumka and Crispin. We're both talking about um, success really, com really coming from children being able to find the balance between their mother tongue and the language of instruction. Uh, mm. Let's just talk a little bit about that. Is that the best way to get the results? Most teachers, I think, uh, use both, use more than one language if they can. Okay. From what I've seen in classes, um, Teachers are trying to explain, and they will switch languages if they need to. Mm -hmm. So using both is is important. How do you do that then when you've got a class when there are... I mean, this is a practical problem now, mm -hmm. particularly in Gauteng, where you've got six or seven languages in the class at least, mm -hmm. and the teacher's not fluent in all of those. So what, so what does that mean? So, and Kheti might be able to give more there on what are some of the strategies, because I know you've done some research where you can look at, at strategies when there are more languages in the class. But that's what becomes some of the issue. But it's widely known in research now that the language of students, learners bring is a resource and it must be used. Mm -hmm. So teachers who understand that do support the learners using that. At the end of the day, they've also got a responsibility, and I'm talking now in secondary mathematics, because the learners are going to be assessed in English to do the move at some point to say, well, now we've got to talk about this in English. Mm -hmm. um, balancing those things is not easy, but is important to do. And there is some research that says how you can do that. Um, the teachers find this a is what I called a dilemma. Okay, If you and, and it's more so if you're in an environment where there isn't a lot of English around you. Because who else 
do the learners hear the English from? Mm. So then it's your responsibility actually to induct them into mathematics in English. Mm -hmm. And it's almost if you're not doing that enough, you're not doing your job. At the same time, you know, that if you're doing that and they don't understand you, what's the point? Okay, so that is the tension, and managing that tension is hard work. Mm. But I think Hetty would have more to say on that. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's, it's important to realize that language and mathematics, in mathematics learning, teaching and learning, is a challenge, whether you're, you're learning in a language that's, not, that's your own or not. True. Okay. It becomes even more complex if it's multilingual children because of what we said, because they're learning two things that are different. English children have to learn the language of mathematics. So right. they, they also have to learn the ways of speaking, reading, writing, mathematically mm -hmm. in English. Uh, sort of mathematical English. They've got to learn that. And th the only thing is the other people have to learn both. The second thing that we need to realize, and I think this goes to Chris, is that, I mean, Chris talked about this, these students who, who um, help one another in other languages and so on. And I, and I think we, we sometimes talk about language as if, if you got students to be fluent in English, then the problems are solved. Uh, there will be no poor performance. Mm. And I think it's important to be clear that poor performance by multilingual learners cannot be solely attributed to language because then we suggest that if you solve the language problem, everything is solved. Because th th there are other pedagogic issues that are specific to mathematics. That, that are at play when, when you're teaching mathematics. It's not just language, okay? And there are also other social, cultural, and political issues that infuse schooling, that yes. interact in that space. So, so language is just one of the variables, but there are many other variables at play. So when, when students uh, 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 do well in maths, it's not just because of language, okay? Th mm. there's, there's issues about how the teacher is teaching. There's issues about, about uh, what other resources are there, the interactions in class, what's made available to them in terms of what they can draw on to, 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 to learn. Mm. When so, so language is just one of, the, one of the factors. We're focusing on it because it's a, it's a, it's, it's a very um, a visible variable that differentiates the two groups that's learning in, in a language that's, that's, their, that's yeah. their own. Mm -hmm. in the world. But, but you can put into that also uh, race, socioeconomic, culture, you know, you can put all of that on top and, and, and it, it, you know, that, so there's a multiplicity of factors and I just wanted to make that clear mm -hmm. so that we don't lose that the, the, the. so wh what we no, carry on carry what on. we have done in, in, in my study is to, to say so what do we do, you have a situation where parents, teachers and learners want access to English they want to be fluent in English because they interpret that as success it's going to give them access to higher education, to jobs, to a better life. Right. Okay, so you can't deny that that's what they want. Okay? And, then, and, and you have a math teacher whose responsibility is to teach mathematics. They're not there to teach English. They're there to teach mathematics. Okay, so they should make sure that the children become mathematically proficient. In the same time, the children want to use this opportunity of becoming mathematically proficient to be proficient in English. As well. As well. Okay, so we said... How can we manage this? How do we teach them? Drawing on, knowing the, all the research that says children, it's, it's, it's better for children to learn in the language that they are fluent. How do we draw on that? Mm -hmm. And also recognize the, this um, uh, need for the children to, to, to be fluent in English. And then we, we, we came up with the idea of multilingual teaching. Right. right. So you, you teach in 
both languages. But it's not like you switch just abruptly, impromptu in the situation. From preparation, you prepare all the tasks are prepared in multiple languages. So if a child is Zulu, in a class of five languages, uh, uh, you, 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 you'll have Zulu kids having the cl- uh, everything that they have in writing in English and in Zulu. Okay, so the, all the exercises are in English and in Zulu. It's the same exercise, but it's in both languages. Right. All right. Now, they, they don't have to ask you for permission. They can go to any language they want to, whenever they want to. But that sounds like something that requires quite a lot of resources that we're, of that course, we're definitely going to struggle with. No, but, but, but we're assuming that we have to struggle with it. Uh, the publishers have to rethink. And Macmillan has already produced some foundation-based mm. textbooks mm-hmm. in, 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 in mm. multiple languages. I'm going to just jump in there because we've also got Sam from Nalspray standing by. Sam, I'm going to take your call in just a minute. You can also give your, give in, uh, uh, your SMSs so long... That's 34701 to send in your SMSs and give us a call 0891 on the talk shop, my name is Naledi Molel. You're on SAFM South Africa's News and Information Leader. We're looking at issues around language in the education of mathematics, um, specifically mother tongue uh, uh, instruction in mathematics in South Africa. What is it exactly that propels our students to perform best? Um, and is language even a factor? 0891 Give us a call. Sam is in Nelspreet. Sam, thank you for calling. Uh, good evening, lady. Good evening to you. Know, you I, yes, you know, I want to agree with the professor there that uh, indeed mathematics is a language on its own. You know, in my own personal experience, I'm 37 years old. Eh? Well, between, I didn't study the grades, but between my standard one and my standard five, mm-hmm. I performed, I performed the distinctions in mathematics. But between my standard six to my matric, I hated mathematics like uh, I don't know. Now I've been I've, I've been I've been looking at my books. I still have my books from top A until standard five, mm-hmm. and I see this is a question of language. Because when I got to grade uh, to, to to standard six, I was given an uh, an Indian teacher from India who came to teach mathematics, and uh, uh, comparing him to uh, uh, my teacher in primary school, my teacher in primary school could. Could, could 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 make mathematics to make sense to me. Right. You know? So so when I got to standard six I lost it and I I immediately developed attitude with mathematics. And only now that I'm thirty seven years old I get to understand mathematics. Mm. I was still writing to Department of Education to write my metric as a subject alone. I mean to write mathematics in my metric the metric certificate because I did bad. So I I just wanted to say they have a point. The curriculum itself must change somewhere. They, they, the question of language barrier is a problem. Mm. Thank you. No, it is a real frustration, Sam. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Farida is in Mafiking. Farida, good evening. Hi there. How are you? I'm very well. What are your thoughts? That's good. Yeah, I'm a speech therapist, and I worked in the UK many years ago um, in a school for children on the autism spectrum disorder, and I was amazed because... Unlike the way we practice here, you know, which is full-off therapy, we take the kids out of the classrooms, um, it was considered very antiquated and outdated. We were going into the classrooms and working in the classroom context, particularly in the mathematics classrooms, in the science classrooms, in all the subjects, because the, the idea is that you've got to 
expand the language of the particular subject. Mm. I mean, particularly mathematics, but science, uh, you know, whichever subject it is, you know, children have got to have a knowledge, good knowledge, um, um, linguistic knowledge of the subject that they're working with. I mean, if you think of maths, you know, um, if you use uh, words such as distinguish between, analyze, you know, if kids don't know what these words mean, uh, and even the concepts. So language is extremely important in, in scholarship. In fact, it's directly related. You know, the, the greater the extent of your language development, the better your scholastic performance. So it is crucial. I agree. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Farid. I'm going to give uh, the professors an opportunity to respond after this. The following party election broadcast is brought to you in terms of the ECASA regulations governing the election period. The views expressed in this party election broadcast are those of the political party and not those of the SABC. It's been 20 years of freedom and democracy, and South Africa is now a better place than it was in 1994. We kept building and we will continue to do more. Vote ANC on the 7th of May and join as we move South Africa forward. Over the next five years, we will create 6 million more job opportunities build more universities and launch 12 FET colleges, provide access to quality health care for all through the National Health Insurance Fund, continue supporting the fight against women abuse and gender inequality, fight crime and corruption, build a united South Africa promoting social cohesion, provide more households with water, electricity and sanitation, issue more grants, transform rural areas, provide support to small farmers and continue with the land reform program. Vote ANC, a better life for all. This party election broadcast was brought to you in terms of the ICASA regulations governing the election period. The views expressed in this party election broadcast are those of the political party and not those of the SABC. The Talk Shop. Still on the Talk Shop, 104 to 107 is the frequency you're tuned to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. I'm Naledi Mulao in for Dolo. We continue our discussion on language in mathematics. And, and one of the points that came from um, a lot of our callers, and I think Jill also wanted to make this point, is around do we really attribute the success of students in mathematics to language? Uh, go ahead, Jill. Well, I wanted to say the, both of those. Achetti said that the success of student can't be attributed only to language, that mm-hmm. if we solve the language problem, there's going to be success. Okay, the, because we know that some of the failure or some of the problems that learners have are not simply about language. Mm-hmm. It is about mathematics, and it's about mathematics itself being hard to learn. And it was interesting from our caller from Sam who was saying that actually at primary school things, were, things went really fine. He had a teacher who helped make sense of mathematics for him. Mm-hmm. So teachers are really critical in helping make sense of mathematics. And the higher you get up the school curriculum, the more important that is because the more abstract mathematics gets. Right. So in the work that we're doing in the schools at the moment and what some of my research is showing, is the teachers are caught between and then they manage that better or worse I would say between trying to simplify the mathematical idea by using everyday language or speaking in um, colloquial ways that reach the, reach the learners but then not using the mathematical terms um, verse and then help feeling like the learners will get some sense out of that mm-hmm. as opposed to actually 
introducing them to the mathematical terms because if they don't use those, they're not being become mathematical themselves. They have to also learn how to speak mathematically and to be able to know when they're asked to factorize, what does factor mean? Mm. So you can't just say, well, we don't gonna, we're not going to talk about factor because that's quite a hard term. We're just going to say, well, you know, the thing you get when you divide. It's not okay to okay. be doing that. And what we see, which is the tension, is some teachers trying to simplify and then using language, saying things like, we can divide this by this and then see what we get if the learners are not watching what the teacher is pointing at we don't know what this and this is we don't know what this and that is True. in mathematics you have to name the objects you're talking about and if you name them and you work with the learners on them they will, uh, they will learn th the language mm -hmm. at the same time if you dive straight in to talking about factors without grounding it in what they mean, you lose the mm. learners completely. Right. So balancing that, moving between the formal mathematical talk and sense-making for learners is the task of the teacher because mm. no one else is going to do it. Now, Crispin phoned in and said, well, actually, here are these learners by themselves, mm. and they did it. They worked with text. They must have had fairly good text to work with, and some learners can do it on mm. their own but not the majority. Right. Okay. What is interesting for me is that he gave examples of high-flying mm. learners. It's, it's fantastic what they did on their own, and we've got lots of stories like that. Mm. But the majority of learners look at a math textbook and cannot and will not make sense of it, even if they're working with their friends. So teachers are pretty crucial in doing that mediation. And I would hate that message to go out that actually mm. teachers are not needed in the mediation of mathematics. They're absolutely central. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a look at some of the SMSs that have come through. Um, uh, Ngozi P in Peter Maritzburg says math was originally in Latin and then was translated <laughs> to English, even though some words are still in Latin, like algebra. Uh, there was an initiative done by UCT. They taught science translated in Kosa in Kuguletu in 2009, and the students improved their marks. Uh, Raz Buikanyo says high language carries a culture and manners. When we articulate more in English than Vinak, then we adopt the Western culture and lose Ubuntu. <laughs> Your response to that? You know, I, I wanted to say, you know, th 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 to contribute to the discussion about it's not just about language. And mm. here's my interpretation of the poem. It's, it's three things. I mean, it's, firstly, it's about mathematics itself. Mm. That, that mathematics, learn, it, it, mathematics is a hierarchical subject. You know, at one, at, at one stage, you learn a concept as the message. It's something that you don't know, you introduce to it. And that's just saying number. Okay, when, when you're at lower levels. Mm -hmm. When you're comfortable with number, we introduce you to fractions. You, 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 it's difficult to understand fractions unless you've got, them, you've got number. Right. But when we teach you fractions, we assume that the concept of number is in place. It's dealt with, right. We use it, though, as a medium to teach fractions. So number becomes a language, medium, mm. to teach a new concept. But then we move on. We teach algebra. We assume all of that is in place. It becomes the medium to teach the new message, which is algebra. So, so it's connected. Now, just imagine if you lose one of the pieces and you don't get fractions and suddenly you've got to deal with uh, uh, algebra, expressions. Mm -hmm. And then you've got to deal with equations. And then you've got to deal... With, it, it becomes more, more complex, not because of the... Simply because you don't have the, med the, 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 the alias stuff that's now used as the medium to learn the new message. So the hierarchical nature of mathematics makes it, makes it complex. And the hier that hierarchical nature is connected to the fact that it's a way of communicating. It's right. not just about learning concepts. At mm -hmm. Once the concept 
is a concept, but it's also a medium that you use to learn new concepts. Okay, now, and then the second one is about, it's about language, okay, that we've been talking about, the language in which you learn those concepts, okay, which, those concepts which become a message and a medium at once. All right. Now, then the third one is about the quality of mathematics teaching and learning in the multilingual classrooms. All right, so now, you, you can't ignore the teaching, teaching of mathematics. You can't ignore the teaching, the role of the teacher, like you were saying, mm-hmm. and, and thinking that if you solve the middle problem, which is just the language of learning and teaching, everything is solved. Yeah. You can't ignore the fact that, in fact, it's important that you catch, you, 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 you catch the concepts. Accumul- it accumulates. The prerequisite knowledge has to be in place to get to the next if you can do calculus probably your problem is not differentiating it's the it's the it's, it's the algebra before right you know it, can you it's right back to the it's basics r- yes so, so 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 we all these factors are important and language as as you can hear in my view is that it's an important part of the three the three things that i think are critical in in in, in creating success of course I'm excluding the other social factors that infuse schooling, mm-hmm. and social, political, and cultural factors that infuse schooling. I'm just looking at the pedagogy, right. the mathematics. Mm-hmm. So, so those three things have to be in place. That's why I'm saying language in and of itself is important, but it doesn't solve all the problems. It's yeah. critical. You've got to do it with with all the three, and 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 then it can produce. So, 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 so all those three things are important. I mean, it, it was interesting that the the the, the Sam talked about. Uh, uh, the fact that he lost um, uh, maths when he got to standard six because he had an Indian teacher. I mean, the thing is that it might have nothing to do with the fact that he's Indian. It might, well, it might have everything or nothing to do with it. It might be the fact that the issue of an accent. That, right. that some, someone teaches, right. someone speaks, it's, it's, it's the accent that the person is using. I mean, a learner talks about when the, an African teacher came to teach them maths, uh, a phys- they could not tell whether this is physics or maths. Right. And they were teaching vectors. Because the pronunciation, the pronunciation is different. different. Okay, yeah. so it takes a few days before you figure out what is this? Are we, are we, are we doing geometry? Are we doing <laughs> physics? <laughs> Where are we? Well, what are we doing? Yeah. So, 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 I mean, it, it's, but, but, but it's not, it's accent. It's accent language. It's, mm. it's an aspect, aspect of that. So, so what is, did Sam switch out, switch off? And, and decided I'm not getting it. I'm, you know, I'm out. Is it the pedagogy that that teacher was using? Okay, so 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 you you, you can check so a few things. Is it ju- so? Yeah. It's really not just the English. It might just be the English was in place, but but maybe maybe it's the maybe it's the it's the the way the teacher was interacting with the learners that Sam didn't get. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to take some calls. We've got Pete standing by in Paris in Free State. Pete, thank you so much for calling. And how are you doing this evening? I'm fine, and you, Naledi. I'm good. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm not a language expert, but I uh, recently read quite an interesting book by Chad Cornetasso Smith. Um, and the book's called Leadership Lessons from the Cherokee Nation. Okay. And what he was basically saying is that every language has got its own intelligence. And um, when they try to figure out strategy, they took it back to the original native Cherokee speakers, which we, you know, they weren't that common. And in, in that, in that, they speaking their own Cherokee language, they came across, you know, much more appropriate strategies for them because, uh, you know, because of the in, inherent intelligence in the language. Mm. So if the point I'd like to make is I think that... Uh, we should have a third language up to at least um, grade 10 level taught in all schools, and it should be a local indigenous language. So 
so that, you know, we can all get more intelligence from that language and then we can all communicate better as well with each other um, and help each other to learn more. Right, Pete, thank you so much for sharing with us. Elliot is in Standerton. Elliot, good evening to you. Hello, how are you? Very well. What are your thoughts, Elliot? I'm very well. I'm going to be very brief and short. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that uh, the the language problem uh, is known and seen by many of our students. But we we need to check that uh, how many of them who are are doing courses and being taught by a course speaking person, but they only get F E G G. I think that we need to actually encourage them to be to be very strong in learning. Mm. But I think that a language problem is not so so much a problem. But if a person needs or wants to pass, he is going to pass regardless of of the language. If a courses are being taught by courses language, but it is very difficult for them to get a. Okay. We need to talk about uh, this topic, uh, looking at, at those uh, angles. All right, Elliot. Um, Elliot, thank you for calling in. I can hear there's a baby in the background, so Elliot is definitely a father. Um, one of the things that I also wanted to raise, because we are running out of time, but I wanted to also talk about the issue of vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about how um, when children are proficient in English and in their mother tongue, it is a lot easier for them to grasp the concepts of mathematics. Um, but how do we find that balance? Where do we start saying um, perhaps we need to start developing uh, the Swana and the Zulu vocabulary and have words for algebra? I don't even know if we actually have those words. Hmm. Can I give you my view? I mean, my view is that the issue is not vocabulary. Vocabulary is important in the la- in the learning of a language, but vocabulary it's only a part. I mm. mean, wh- when when children can when children are struggling with language in the math class, it's not the fact that they want logarithm written in Zulu. It's it's it's, it's understanding. It's mm, Comprehension. What's this asking me to Understanding do? Understanding it, right? What's this problem asking me to do? So, so there are there are institutions that are on a drive to develop glossaries and vocabulary. It, it's an important project, mm-hmm. by the way. It's an important project, but it answers a different problem. It answers the problem of developing um, a, 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 um, a mathematics register in African languages, right? And that's an important exercise. Okay, that exercise is not necessarily in the in the service of n- improving mathematics teaching and learning, mm-hmm. but it's in the process of strengthening the languages themselves. Okay, mm-hmm. and my view is that it's a it's a it's a it's a linguistic project that is important for us to undertake as a country that has got eleven official languages. But mm-hmm. if you were if you're talking about uh, supporting learning, just developing glossaries or it's terminologies not answer, is not the answer right. because the issue is comprehension and which goes beyond the individual terms. Because even if I told you what algebra is in Zulu, it doesn't necessarily solve your problem. It doesn't mean I'm going when to When I give you an equation right. there, an algebraic equation there to solve, mm-hmm. and I say simplify. Understanding what the word is in Zulu doesn't mean a code. Yeah, or solve right. solve for why. Right. Understanding what, you know. So, 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 but, but that's, that's my take and, and, and mm-hmm. I know, yeah. So there are two sides to it. Absolutely agree with Katie on that. If you're going to teach children mathematics in the vernacular languages, then they need 
the registers. Right. And so that you need to be able to talk about circles and triangles mm. in ways that actually make sense. And what it's not just that they make sense, is that it has a very specific meaning. Mm. So when you bring in some other word or you say it triangle, it needs to have the mathematical meaning. Now yeah. some countries have done that. They've developed the register and then it make then you can teach in it. It's it that's the issue. But just having the words is not enough. Right. Not having the words is equally you, you you have to have the words if you're going to teach in mm. the language. Which words they are, how you develop them that's another story. I'm interested to hear, I mentioned uh, just at the beginning of this conversation, um, some of the work that you had done, uh, Professor Kreti, and I've, I've got here in front of me uh, your, your work on access to mathematics versus access to language of power, the struggle of multilingual mathematics classrooms. Mm-hmm. And one of the interesting things that came out of some of this work that you'd done here is the fact that you'd interviewed uh, teachers and you'd also spoken to learners themselves. And, mm-hmm. and we have this, co- this conversation around um, um, or do we want language proficiency or do we want concept development? Do we, want to, do we want to understand the work that we're doing? What is it that the teachers wanted? And more importantly, what is it that the learners themselves wanted and were they leaning in the right direction according to you? I mean, the teachers, the teachers saw their role as making sure that their children have, you know, are prepared for the world mm. and for higher education. So, so they, they all argued for English. And the way, I mean, I'm sure you can see in the paper, the way I'm analyzing, the way they talked about it was different, but all of them were saying, well, if I don't teach my children in Zulu, if I, if I don't teach my children English, then there will be no children in the school because parents will just take the children to another school mm. where there's English because, in fact, that's where they're going to go. And some of them were saying, well, I want them when they go to university to succeed. And for the learners, it was interesting because the children, for some of them, it was an unthinkable that you can even think of teaching mathematics in any other language except Zulu, except English. It's unthinkable. It's unthinkable. Yeah. <laughs> some of them, it was unthinkable. Like, what? Math in Zulu? Come on. I mean, what do you, what do you it, mean? it has to be done in English. There's no other way. Mm. You know? And some of them were saying, well, when I go to university, I need, I need to know this in English, and that's why it's important. So, so even the thing about you can learn in Zulu, um, the issue was Zulu would end in high school. Okay, if it doesn't, so there wasn't even a thinking that well, I'll learn it if you make it available in in university. Can you see what I'm saying? No, mm-hmm. no learner said, well, I'll do it if you make it available in in in, in university. Then it will make sense. And o- there was only one learner in the whole group that I interviewed who said. Well, for me, it doesn't really matter which language you use. It's, it's about whether you love maths or not. Right. So, but, but, but that said, I would prefer to do it in English. Mm-hmm. Because, because if I go to university, I'll find lecturers from other races, and the, I, I need to be able to, to, to understand that. And, and all of them, as I say in the paper, we're, pointing, we're talking about what English will give them access to. Mm-hmm. None of them saw mathematics as a social good that they need to say they need to use a particular language to get to get access to English. So they were focusing on language proficiency rather than mathematical proficiency, which is a limitation for mathematics teachers to focus on language proficiency rather mm-hmm. than on mathematical proficiency because the pre- mathematics teachers should be preoccupied with developing mathematical proficiency rather than language proficiency. But That's their right. preoccupation was developing language, language. proficiency. Language. Well, let's talk about some of the recommendations that you uh, professors would make then. Um, the way forward, the, the recommended way forward. And, and, mm. and preferably, you know, this is now my own preference, one that talks to uh, proficiency in mathematics but also doesn't lose the, um, the need for us to have a generation that is able to express themselves comfortably in their own languages. 
So the first thing that I would say, and it ends, it take, picks up from where you ended off there and from what I've seen in mathematics classes, is that if students are going to develop mathematical proficiency, they have to talk in the class mm. right. to mm. each other and to the teacher. Mm. What language they talk in depends on what the resources are in the class. Right. Mm. Okay. If all they can talk is in their own language, the teacher needs to find some way to enable that learner to talk to somebody else who can mm. then... If the learners don't talk about mathematics and mm -hmm. talk mathematics in class, they're not going to develop mathematical proficiency. Mm. So one of the problems we have in our classes is getting teachers to allow learners the time to talk more themselves to each other and to the teacher. That's a crucial way that we have to go forward so that the teachers then build on what the learners say mm -hmm. and how they say that. Yeah. Okay, so they, they must have opportunity to talk mathematically. I mean, for me, it's a radical decision I think we need to make. My view is that we, we say we are a multilingual country. We have 11 official languages. We should be open to teaching mathematics in a multilingual way mm. and assess in multilingual ways to ensure that children have access to English, but they draw on their home languages as a resource for, teach, for, for learning. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, 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 so having textbooks that are multilingual, we should do that. I, I think we should do that. Uh, whatever, whatever the cost, it's for learning. And, and and if you think about it, the metric exam paper in African schools, they get it in English and in Afrikaans. All right? and, and, and children might be speaking English at home or learning Africa. I mean, they can flip whenever they want. Mm. I'm saying, well, can we have the same paper in Zulu and, Afrikaans, and, and English? Right. And, 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 and I'm writing the, an exam in English, but I can flip and look at the Zulu and, exp, and if understand. I that I didn't understand. If I feel I don't understand, I don't have to show up and tell everybody that I don't understand. I just flip, look. <laughs> answer True. and then it goes mm. but in the same can we have that as a normality we are a multilingual country and I, I'm saying can we can we have that and and I, and I also think there's a there's an you know we talk at the moment the, the our multilingual policy of 11 official languages is very much on paper if you think about it the African languages do not give you access to anything even if you want to be a soldier in this country if you say, I know, I know five African languages and your English is not present and your Afrikaans is not present, you will not get the job, the, the opportunity. You've mm. got to know English or Afrikaans. You know, so, so we've, got to in, you, we've got to sort of give, uh, uh, create something, make sure that the, the African languages give you access to something. Then, then they will not be as lowly regarded as they are at the moment. Mm. Because people say, well, learn Zulu and do what with it? Mm. You know, so, so whereas in fact the majority of people in this country uh, speak African languages and people who are going to work in the public sector have to, you know, imagine social workers, they're going to have to interact with people who, who speak African languages. Shouldn't we be saying, well, if you're, gonna, if you're studying towards something that's going to get you to interact with the public, you've got to learn one African language to make you, you know, so that, that increases the social capital right. of, the, of the languages. Mm. Uh, uh, but then it also makes it possible for us to use them in, in a way, in sort of be, being comfortable, being a multilingual country where teaching multilingual, uh, in multiple languages is a normality, mm -hmm. assessing multiple languages is a normality. All right, I'm going to hang on to these ladies just for a little bit more. Right? It is 8 o'clock and Greg Coase is standing by with our news bulletin and we'll continue with you after this. 
It's five past eight right here on the talk shop with myself, Naledi Molo. You're on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. We're continuing our conversation with Professor Gillian Adler, um, who is the Chair of Mathematics Education uh, for the School of Education at, at, uh, at Wits University, and also Professor Mamokheti uh, Pageng, who is the Vice Principal of Research and Innovation at UNISA. Continuing our conversation around language in mathematics education and, and looking at what is it exactly? Does language really have anything to do um, with us wanting to see uh, children achieve good results and super results in mathematics? Um, During the news there, Jill, we spoke a little bit about the role that teachers have to play as well. And this is a very important point. If teachers themselves are not proficient in English and the mother tongue, um, the mathematics itself is being lost in translation. So it is very important. I want to pick up both on that and what Hiti was saying, mm. uh, uh, arguing for this radical thing. If we, if we are a multilingual cl- uh, country, then we need to be able to... Uh, translanguage, I think, is one of the ways that it's the fancy ways it's talked about today. We need to be able to use multiple languages. And so how are we developing the resources that allow multiple languages to be used in class? Um, I was talking about it earlier in a slightly different way, that... that Students need to talk in order to learn. Right. Okay, then they need to talk in multiple languages. Then what's the teacher's role in supporting that? And this is a tricky one, but one of the things that I think is starting to happen, and I would support it wholeheartedly and say it should be happening as policy, is that all teachers should be able to speak Mm. at least at a comfortable communicative way one other language and one other vernacular language or one other African language as a, uh, in, in addition to if they're English speaking or Afrikaans speaking to be able to speak one other language mm. so I think it's a require, it should be a requirement mm. for a teacher qualification now that you are also proficient to a certain degree in the language that's dominant perhaps in the province that, you, that you're working and that will go some way to enable multilanguaging mm. in class in ways that doesn't distance the teacher from the learners but enables the teacher to hear what they're saying and build on things. Right. And we also spoke a little bit about how we're starting to see um, a little bit more of a welcoming working environment as well where certain, where certain companies are also requesting for people to be uh, more multilingual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so just there was that very interesting, one of the things about that I think that is important, and I think it goes back to what some of the other callers were trying to say, which is about identity, and it's about feeling excluded or feeling ashamed if you can't speak. Mm. Trying to learn an African language, as I've tried to do, um, is very hard. Okay, I'm not a language person. The sounds don't come to me easily. The clicks don't come easily. It's very humbling. Mm. So I think teachers... If they're English-speaking, speaking the dominant language, are in a privileged position because they have it already, but having to learn another language will be enabling them to feel some empathy with what happens when you can't express yourself mm. in, a, in a language because that's what's happening with some of the learners in their class. And Neville Alexander did this very interesting study. I think it was mentioned by one of the callers about uh, learners in, in the Western Cape, learning science in Ixtosa. Mm. And they had, in, in an ex-model C school or whatever it was, kids were struggling. Kids who otherwise would be quite proficient in science were not able to articulate. And then they interviewed these kids mm. afterwards. And they said they now have much more appreciation 
for their fellow learners in class who are not first language English speakers yeah. that their their inability to argue sometimes or to explain what they're thinking isn't because they don't know what they want to say it's because they don't have the words to say it with at this right. point in time so I think having all teachers being in a position where they're not so fluent but having to learn another language would also help the identity issues and uh, the sympathy around being able to empathize with somebody who needs to express themselves and is stumbling mm. um, and being able to do that and encouraging them to do that because they themselves have been in that position and that then also feeds back to my language does matter mm -hmm. and so who I am and how I speak also matters mm -hmm. and I think that was some of the message of some of the speakers that if we denied being able to use our language then what does that say about who we are mm. I think but you know if you're listening right now possibly the biggest challenge um, for, for our listeners is, is, is for the parents mm -hmm. the question for them especially if you have a child that is in primary school or, or we're talking about um, early development as well the question then becomes so what do I do how do I strike that balance how do I ensure that when my child is is in second school, not necessarily primary school, because Sam was saying, you know, primary school was a little bit more of a breeze. Secondary school, now I need to implement what I've learned in mathematics a little bit more. What is it that the parents can do from a really young age? You mean in terms of language? In terms of uh, helping their children become comfortable with language and then making it easier for them to start understanding the language of mathematics. Mm. I mean, I, 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 it, I think it goes to just monitoring how what children do at home. Whether you know taking homework, what have you done at home? Talking to them about what they've done, what they're doing at school. But the issue about about talking to them about the mathematics in their own language is not only about um, my language matters; it's also about the, my thinking matters. Mm. So I can tell you what I'm thinking about how this problem can be solved, and 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 that 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 that's important because oftentimes children can't talk about their thinking because it's difficult to talk about their thinking in a different language. And I, I mean, I, I'm, oftentimes, pa most parents don't get involved in their the, 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 the children's learning. I mean, the, the parents have different ways of getting involved. Mm -hmm. Whether it's from checking homework, whether it's from setting tasks for them to do that are not necessarily from school, that you select from from a textbook that you do with them and you can get a sense of where they are in their, in their learning. That can be useful. Uh, but, but also at home, allowing them to speak in their own home language. Because truth is, Naledi, there are many families, say you and I know that there are many parents that at home, at home they tell their children not to speak an African language. Mm. And some parents say, well, they shouldn't speak an African language because it's going to mess up their accent. So it's important that the children even at home, are, in, are, are encouraged to, to express themselves in their home language, that it's okay. I mean, and, and some parents think, well, accent is also um, uh, cultural capital. It's going to give them access to something. So I don't want them to be, you know, so, so that has got to start at home, that English is not something that we strive for at the expense of everything, including who we are mm. and what we think, uh, uh, you know. So, so that can start at home before they go, they go to school and be made to, to, to understand that you can be comfortable in your own language and you can uh, ask questions in your home language and, and, and if your teacher can understand so feel free to do that at school as well. Right. I'm having so much fun having this discussion and perhaps uh, um, anyone who's listening is also wondering um, what you ladies are up to perhaps where else we'll be you'll be moving the conversation to where else we can continue the chat. Okay. I'm, 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 I've got my website is up now. Mm -hmm. com. Okay. It's just one M. M-A-M-O 
B-A-K-G-E-T-H-I dot com. Right. So people can catch me there. I'm on Twitter, Fair, uh, Twitter, Feb Academic, at Feb Academic. Love it. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I'm on Facebook, Khetisetati Paikeng. I'm on Instagram, Feb Academic. So if you check out Feb Academic on Twitter, you'll find me there. At Feb Academic. Yeah. I love it. And yourself, Joe? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm of the other generation. <laughs> so I don't, I'm on Facebook, but I'm a voyeur on Facebook. I read her, the Setis Bay, I read all of that other stuff. And so I don't have all of those social media. I do have a website. All right. So if you just Google Jill Adler, you, it will come up at the VITS website and you'll see what I'm up to there. I also run a big project at the moment called Vitz Maths Connect, huh? and it's Vitz Maths Connect Secondary. And if you Google Vitz Maths Connect, you'll see what we're doing there. Mm-hmm. And we're working with 10 secondary schools and the teachers in those schools, and you'll get a lot of information. All right, yeah. ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Professor Mamukhiti Paking, Vice Principal of Research and Innovation at UNISA, and also uh, Professor Jill Adler, who is the Chair of Mathematics Education uh, at, at the School of Education at uh, Wits University. Um, Jill is also... Um, the, one of the chair, uh, what is it? Uh, is also a Saatchi chair, um, which was established by the Department of Science and Technology and is implemented by the National Research Foundation. It's aimed at strengthening and improving research leadership and research capacity in South Africa's public universities by producing high-quality postgraduate students and advancing research. To date, 150 research chairs have been awarded across 21 public universities. Ladies, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Naledi. Thank you, Naledi.